The Morning Struggle podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.bluecloverTherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life and build a better you. Stay tuned. So I want to talk about right off the get-go what the habit is today. Today we're talking about TV. Television. That's right, television. And we were almost super hypocritical last night. Almost, but then we brought it back. Yeah, what what happened last night? So we were going to watch this documentary, Wasted, which we highly recommend. I like. Yeah, I haven't it finished it yet. Yeah, it was good, though. So, But so far, it's been really good. And um, we were going to hang out in bed and watch it because we were tired and we did want to hang out downstairs because we don't have a TV on our normal like our main floor right we only have like if we're gonna watch something we have to watch on our computers or um downstairs in the little theater room so um so we don't have that so we were sitting there watching it on the computer and we're like oh we should just take this upstairs into our bed that's a big no-no that's a big no-no so we didn't now it was like seven at night so it's not like it was super late right but But you don't bring like television or electronics to bed because it's bad for your sleep. That's right. And so is earthquakes, honey. <laughs> I'm going to bring this up because I am concerned. There's like 10 earthquakes a day and they're all tiny. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. They're probably like a big pickup truck driving by. It is not. It does that. It's not how that works. But Utah's having more earthquakes than we have normally. Yeah. And every scientist in Utah is going, it's not a big deal. But then the rest of us are like, ah. So all the people die. who do this for a living say, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. But then people like you like me. are frantic. Yep. So we should listen to you. We should absolutely listen to me. Get your water, <laughs> get your coats and your your um, food rations because the world's right. ending, guys. All right. Sounds good. But we're going to talk about TV today. We're talking about TV. Yeah. Yeah. And so we talk about successful habits um, to implement into your life. Yeah. Right. And so now we're going to talk about TV, like how much TV to watch and what to watch. Well, society, yeah, society-wise, television is very much a part of our culture, and it's very easy to get entrenched in television and like binge watching and right. all of those things. And so, we're going to tell you why that that's probably not a great idea, but not for the reasons you think. Yeah, some bombshells in this one. Yeah. All right, well, here we go. How about some history of television? Let's do it. This day in history. All right, here we go. So, late 1800s, mm-hmm. 1897. Carl Ferdinand Braun invented the cathode ray tube. Ooh. All right. The ray tube. The ray tube. Cathode ray, the the CRT, right? And that's why television is called the tube. Oh, that's interesting. So they're they're tubes. It's a vacuum tube that essentially you fire beams of electrons through. Okay. And then it emits a picture on the other side. So it's like magic. It's like a light bulb. It looks like a light bulb, right? If you took apart an old TV, it's like a weird light bulb. And okay. that's what it did. It, it emitted light through that, through that you know, skinny part of the tube. And then and there's a ghost in there that like And there's projected. a ghost in there that projected the, you yeah. tell it what you want to watch and it turns it on for you, right? I like it, yeah. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then in um, 19, 
September 7th, 1927, the first like electronic successful demonstration of the electronic TV was introduced by a 21-year-old inventor, Philo Taylor Farnsworth. Farnsworth! Yeah, from like Futurama. Yeah. They named the, I think they named the professor Farnsworth after this the guy. Telev- yeah, yeah, that's the cool. Yeah, the TV. But he was only 21 years old. Mm-hmm. He was actually born in Utah. No way! Yep, moved to Rigby, Idaho. They didn't have electricity until he was 14. Oh. Yep. And, um, so he had some making up to do as far as... He had some making up to do. But yeah, so he invented this just like the same thing, a, a scanned images with beams of electrons. Oh. So... Um, I think that's a good example of not discounting youngins when they bring things to the yeah. pl- to the table because um, they are excited about it. And us old farts are like, Woo, we don't need television. And yep. he's like, boom. Yeah, crazy. He did go on to, I think, you know, um, he went on to not let his kids watch TV and kind of regretting his invention. I think he didn't get very much profit from it because by the time it came around, like his patents had expired, like the, the mass production after World War II. Right. And then also he said there was no good programming. That's all anecdotal. So I don't know if that's actually true, but there you go. Yeah. But in uh, 1939, RCA, because, you know, the big yeah, television RCA. company, yeah. right? They televised the opening of the New York Fair and they had what? the very first televised presidential speech. No way. Yep. From? Who, I have no idea. You don't know? FDR. Franklin Delano Oh, Roosevelt. FDR, yeah. Yep. So he was, he was the first president to appear on television. No way. 1939 fair. Yep. And then- Did um, he get a plaque? I want him to have a plaque. Yeah, he, got, he probably got a ton of plaques. He did so much. <laughs> like the New Deal and everything. All right. So uh-huh. uh, May 17, 1939, the first televised baseball game. Oh, could you? Oh, sorry. I got really excited it's there. okay. Yeah. Um, I think that would be just incredible to watch a base, like the first baseball game yeah. on- who, who do you think it was? Uh, the Red Sox. No, it was Princeton and Columbia Universities. Oh, that's I not know, even... Uh, I know. That's fine, though. I think that's yeah. great, but I um, wanted it to be the Red Sox. Yeah, So, but anyway, so these a lot of these um, early adopters of television were actually radio stations. So oh. it was Columbia Broadcasting System and then also uh, NBC, the National Broadcasting System, uh, Corporation. So these companies were radio, and they had big conglomerate radio stations right. and they started to dive into um television when these televisions started becoming invented there was imagine big, that you already had a lot of gear there and we had you had the bowl and, and you, kind of a similar medium and you had the money you had the profits to actually oh, push because there wasn't very and radio was a big deal yeah and it, yeah. so television was very profitable at the beginning right but it, one cool thing one, the cameras that they first used for television mm-hmm. were rough so actors had to work under incredibly hot lights they had to wear black lipstick and green makeup because the cameras had trouble tr- trouble capturing the color white oh no kidding uh-huh. So, oh my goodness, could you yeah. imagine that? Yeah, so um, NBC actually started with two two TV stations. Okay. And then the FCC uh, antitrust stuff said they had to sell off one. So you now had NBC and ABC. Oh. That were kind of separate, but kind of came from the same company that so had to split like up. So like sister yeah. company. And then CBS was the third radio conglomerate that came into television. So now you have ABC, mm. NBC, and CBS. All right. Our biggest TV networks, right? Right. That we have. I mean, Fox too, that came later. Mm-hmm. But the, the big three, right. those came from radio. Oh. So. Oh, um, I kind of love that. Yeah, yeah. And so by about 1948, 49, uh, television started to grow pretty, pretty heavily. And you had only like a few shows, like the Texaco Star Theater, Howdy Doody, Aww. and like two 15-minute newscasts. 
Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Well, I would imagine that it was kind of expensive to do, and not a lot of folks could afford it at that point. Yeah. So, well, in 1946, there were only 6,000 television sets, but by oh. 1951, mm-hmm. there were 12 million. Whoa. So that they say it's, you know, and by 1955, half of all U.S. homes had one. Oh, no kidding. And now we're up to 90. 90- five percent well we have like multiple like people have multiple now at this point so so but like back in the day you probably turn it on during a certain time and you had some tv Mm -hmm. if you turn it on during a non-tv show time airing time it just was the the bars kind of thing yeah so like this ends our daily broadcast when they would do have the american flag Uh thing like yeah yep so that was a real that's a real thing um and so let's go on a little bit later on so like 1953 the tonight show began Oh, was it that long uh-huh. ago? The Today wow. Show, about the same time, about 1952, or the Today, I should say. Um, and then in 1964, there was the invention of the color TV. So this was, oh. was kind of hard because CBS had their own color, and then RCA had a different color, kind of like how we have technologies that conflict today. Yeah. And they fight for who's going to have dominance. And, and then, then everybody, at some point, somebody, somebody kind of wins, and then we all go a certain direction. Right. So the same thing happened with color TVs. Um, and then... Congress got involved in the 70s, early, late 60s, early 70s. Mm-hmm. Oh, late 60s, 1967. And they said, hey, there's too much power of um, from these private corporations in this medium of television, getting information out to people. Oh. So we need a, a public broadcasting system. Okay. So they created PBS. Yay, PBS. That's where PBS came from, Aww. right? But it is it was a government um, funded agency for a while, and probably still is. They do their fundraisers, but um, but a lot of other countries did the same thing. They they actually got into TV through their governments, like the B- oh. the BBC, yeah, the British Broadcasting Corporation uh-huh. was a government um, radio broadcaster, right? And, so and I would imagine television. it would be incredibly yep. helpful to be able to contact all of your people, right? Like but, that. But with that being said. As television became more commercialized and profitable, mm-hmm. it really went the other way. It just became yeah. less government-based and more private corporation-based. Gotcha. Um, and then in 1996, we got the TV rating system because there's a lot of bad stuff on TV. How do you know if the little ones are going to be scarred for life? Right. Right? Or well, and more I... importantly, how do you know if the little ones are going to go to school and spout off some some bad language or something. No, we're worried to about their psyche. To make you look like a bad parent. We're l- worried about their psyche. Honey. Is that what it is? Yeah, not I'm about worried about someone look. say, "Hey, I think your kids watching way too much inappropriate TV." Like I'm when like, I we see don't even watch TV. What oh, are you talking God. about? Well, when I see kids with Deadpool oh, backpacks, I'm like, no. you know, like it's a little much for me. I can't imagine like a fourth grader. Right. Um, and then the high definition came out in 1997, and that's just the amount of pixels. And then, oh. so we went from a CRT, like a cathode ray tube television, and then new technologies came in. We have like the LCD screen, which enabled TVs to become flatter. Then we have oh. LED or OLED and HD LED and all these different kind of technologies. And then the future of television, as we've seen, is becoming digital and online. Yes. So you can watch television right. everywhere. On all your devices. On all your devices, yeah. like we kind of do now. And yeah. when we have this disclaimer, we don't have a TV on our main floor. We watch a lot of TV on our we computers. Still, yeah. And so, and we're trying to be better about it. And we go through right. phases. Like summertime, we hardly watch any 
thing on our computers. Right, right. Um, and basically just watch a movie. Right. But then wintertime comes and it's like, ah, screw it. So television for what we're talking about today is any kind of medium where you can watch shows. Right. All right. So that's the history I've got for you for television. And we have little ones up. We do. So if you hear little crashes or... It's okay. We'll just put on a TV show for them. <laughs> All right. Take us into... That's the, hypocritical. Us into the science of television. Okay. So there is just oodles of research on television. Um, and it's it's often compared to when reading became a big thing, specifically in young adults, um, when they spend a lot of time reading. Um, people thought that their brains would be rotting or they would not be, you know, there's something wrong. They won't be able to sustain a society. Wait, the I'll rot your brain came from reading it when came reading from came reading. out too? Yeah. What? Yes. Don't read or you'll rot your brain? Yep. Holy cow. And now we don't even think that... We just don't like change, do we? We don't. And we don't like it when people are taking a lot of time doing something other than societal things that we want them to. Societal... Norms. Yeah. Productivity, all of that. Um, So Pennington uh, Biomedical Research Center in Louisiana uh, found that two-thirds of us watch more than two hours of television a day. And that on average, it's about five hours a day in America. Five hours of television five a day. Five hours a That's day. That's a crazy That's amount of TV. almost a job. But it's super easy to do. You oh, binge yeah. watch, you know, five or six, you know, close to hour long TV shows. Yeah. You're there. Right. Or like, you're like, I'm going to watch all the Back to the Futures. And then there you go. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. We're good. That's... Like well, I said, we got, we got up, little ones they're up, up there, so. up and they're doing things. So by the age that you are 70, on average, you will have watched 15 years worth of TV. Whoa, okay. Like straight. Like yeah. Like 15 years straight. 15 years straight of television when you turn 70. Wow, okay. Yeah. So um, that creates some alarming situations. So um, there is, I'm going to just butcher the crap out of this, Tuhoku uh, University in Japan um, there is a group of neuroscientists that have researched television extremely extensively. It's quite amazing. And what they found is that the brain's uh, hypothalamus, and the hypothalamus is, um, is, is quite Im- important to our, like our regulation, decision-making, all of that. It actually gets bulkier. And that is also characteristic in patients with borderline personality disorder, um, increased aggressiveness, and mood disorders. Okay, so TV essentially pushes you in the same direction brain chemistry-wise as some of these pretty severe mental health disorders. Right, and then this is the chicken or the egg situation. Like if you're oh. predisposed to... And and they really geared this, and, and I would say the majority of articles I read tried to gear this to where like brain co- or TV causes your brain, this and that. But I, I would argue that which came first? Are you predisposed to having more aggressive behavior and now you're watching more television? Okay. You know, so it could be one, but they are correlated. Maybe not causation, correl- but, yeah. but a correlation. Causation is really hard to, right. to prove, but correlation, yeah. Um, your uh, septum gets um, the where how your brain communicates back and forth between, right. um, gets bulkier, and your uh, sensory motor areas, including your, your visual cortex, become also bulkier. Wait, so when your septum gets bulkier, does your brain communicating left and right hemisphere get slower or harder? 
Well, so, and that's where it gets confusing because there's lots of things that develop that. Um, and so it, it, some people will say that it creates, like it becomes denser. So if it becomes denser, then maybe it's communicating better between the two. But if it becomes oh. like thicker and bulkier, it's trying to compensate. And so it becomes more difficult to communicate back and forth. And and basically what they found is that the the more television you watch, the lower language-based reasoning ability that you have. Okay. So your verbal IQ scores go down. And and again, IQ, I would love to argue with this because they have found in recent years that IQ is not stagnant. Right, you can get smarter or dumber. <laughs> well, but, no, I, but, but before, in, yeah, you could really I, not... They said your IQ is your IQ no matter what you learned. Right, unless right. you had like a brain injury or drug use or something like that. But now but, they're saying that's not that way. Yeah, that you can actually push it back and forth. But verbally, if you're trying to communicate with someone, which makes sense because we're not communicating during television. We're, not, we're, we're, a, we're a viewer, not a, not a conversationalist. Right. Um, and so it just it goes down significantly. Language skills and general vocabulary goes down. Okay. Um, and then another interesting study at the same institute found that um, depression, depression and anxiety symptoms, um, when you hit that five-hour mark, um, are go up by 8%. Okay. So it's a substantial uptick. Yeah. And then if you are at that five-hour mark of television, a five-hour or higher, the odds of becoming convicted of a crime increase by 27%. That's a huge uptick. That's a big one. All right. So, and again, I would uh, I would love to argue that it's the chicken or the egg situation. Right. Are, are you watching more TV because you have a higher propensity to crime or is the television making you a criminal? Right. I bet you it's the, the, the latter, but... It, they probably don't help each other. Well, I and I would think it's kind of a cycle. Like, you know, maybe you, you're convicted of smaller crimes. You can't get a job or you have a harder time getting a job. And so you watch more television and right. it's just okay. back and forth and back and forth. Because I, 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 again, these articles really, it's one side or the other. It's like television is making us smarter and television's making us dumber. And, and it right. turns in this thing. But I, I would say that I think with anything... Um, it's a balance and that the people cycle through these okay. things. Yeah. Just the same as we thought reading was going to ruin us all. Television, we it feel like it's going to ruin us all. It's ruined us it's all. It's taken away from my television time. <laughs> TV time is important time. All right, so what else we got Okay, so the, the bomb drop here is that um, whether a kid is uh, biological or adopted, the higher a primary caretaker's IQ is, the less likely they are to watch excessive amounts of television. So the smarter you are, the more you realize that TV is taking away from productive learning. Right. So the higher the IQ, the less likely. And and the thing with this is I would think that maybe um, folks with higher IQs or caretakers are more uh, understand development better. Sure. And create more uh, activity-based things for their children instead of putting them in front of the television. Maybe they just put a higher value on uh, learning. So a lot more reading, a lot more experiential learning instead of television. Right. Okay. And so what it really comes down to is that it appears that television is more of a time waster than anything. Yeah, we kind of got that. Yeah, because five hours, that's a, that's a large amount of time. Right. Like think if you, you could read a book for five hours and read an entire book. Probably, yeah. Yeah, and and then you feel like you accomplish something, whereas television is very passive. Yeah, let's just break it into our habits. You could probably go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You could probably read a substantial amount of books. Right. You could probably meditate. Mm-hmm. You could journal. Mm-hmm. You could take your shower and, and get clean. Mm-hmm. And you could probably clean your house 
all in that five hours. Probably. So, I mean, you could Probably. essentially do all the habits that we're talking about. If you eliminate television. If you eliminated that television. So, yeah. so essentially, it just takes away from other things in your life that are more productive. Right. And we have less social interaction, which has been shown to decrease in... Um, or increase in depression and anxiety. We have a lack of attention and having our own goals because we're living through the characters' goals. Right, okay. So we don't tend to move towards, we don't have that achievement. We don't have mastery of skill. So therefore, we don't get the self-confidence from yeah. the mastery of skill. And then TV is advertising. Yeah. I don't care if you're actually watching a show. And I mean, that's some of the best placement of things is in an actual show right. um, is the TV advertising. So so people who are more successful buy less things, actually. And so TV advertisements are made for you to go purchase things. The next time you're in line and you see Doritos, you remember that cool commercial where she like powed through a wall to get her Doritos or something. Right. I, I totally make that up. I've never seen a Doritos. That's okay. But yeah, anyway. we get what you're talking but about. something amazing happened. You're like, whoa, I need this Doritos. You get brand recognition through that. Right. Okay. And so we tend to do that. And and the biggest conflict that I found on all of my research and then talking with people was that people are like, this is how I decompress. This is how I relax. Okay. This is the worst way to relax or decompress. How come? Because your, your, your senses heighten. So your sympathetic response is actually activated when you are watching television okay. based on, because television is set up in such a way that it wants you to keep watching. Okay. And so there'll so you be get those cliffhangers, you get those, yeah. those thrillers, you know, that where you're the walking dead, where you get anxious. Yeah, you get an you get physically anxious. Like Lost is a perfect one where there's always a cliffhanger at the end and you have to watch the next one right. and know what happened. Right. That it is made for you to keep watching it. And so your body does not do well with cliffhangers or uncomfortable situations. So you're actually keyed up the whole time. Oh, okay. So if you're actually doing this to decompress or relax, read a book, meditate, put on some nice music, do an art project, do any literally anything else. Right. Than television okay. or movies to decompress because you're sitting when you watch TV and you're not doing anything, so it's easy and roll. It's easy and non uh, doesn't require a lot of energy. Right. So we think that so we're we relaxing, that we're relaxing but, we're but we're not. Okay. Because our it, internal body is. But it doesn't rot our brain like we thought. It doesn't rot our brain. Um, no. So, so a little bit of TV once in a while, not to decompress, not to relax, but maybe a little bit of TV for educational purposes, a little bit TV for entertainment purposes. Yes. Is actually okay. Yes. So the most successful people watch less than an hour of television a day or um, less of an hour of television a day. I wrote that wrong in my notes. That's okay. Yeah. Less than an hour a day. A day. And then but they also combine that for like a weekly total. Yeah. So less so than seven hours a week. In total. So more, they're more likely to condense those hours into a single movie um, that they watch it a week. And everything is very purposeful. We're okay. not passively watching something. Like we watched so we're Pocahontas. Not channel, we're not ch channel surfing. We, yeah, we right. watched Pocahontas last night. Because we'd never seen it. Because we'd never seen it. didn't know who the princess was. We went to Disneyland. Yeah. We and watched we watched Pocahontas. Yeah. Because of the cultural references. Yes. No, we did it. was like a history documentary. Oh my gosh. It is the, the furthest <laughs> from a history documentary. But we watched that very purposefully because we wanted to watch it with our kids. We did it with as a family. And that's all we did. Yep. Like we didn't, we didn't watch another show after that. We didn't watch any television. We did watch some of the wasted when we were cleaning. Right. But, yeah. um, but really it, if you are very purposeful and that's why the, all this on demand stuff online has been so successful because people don't want to watch a lot of commercials and people who are more successful tend to watch less advertisements. Oh, okay. So, um, cause you got to pay for that content. 
yeah, you have to you have to pay for it. You have to pay for no commercials. And so if you pay for no, no commercials, you're very purposeful in what you're watching. And then you don't have all of that blah, like Doritos, Doritos in right. there. I'm totally bashing Doritos, but... I know. Doritos are fine. They're like kind of a junk food. Yeah, I mean, don't once in a while. all the time. Like I television, guess, have once in a while if you really like Doritos. Yeah. So right. so that's, it's kind of interesting that, because I thought I would like read about how your brain is decomposing or something, because it's right. kind of what people have been saying. But really, it's just kind of figuring out how you mod or make it in moderation, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. actually not terrible for you as long as it's in moderation. Yep. And just for like the everything else Just in the like world. everything else we ever talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you go. Science. That's the science. That's science. Should we go into coffee review? Yay. Coffee review. I drank pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee trying to keep my sleepy soul awake. But the sleepiness still comes along And when it does, it's fast and strong I end up with a bad case of the shakes Full disclaimer, this will be our last grocery store coffee review. Uh, My coffee's in the air right now. All right, so we went through like all the grocery store coffees. Not all of them, but the majority of them at our local grocery store. Right. And today we're, we're reviewing Seattle's Best. Yeah. All right, and... <laughs> and we're We've done got, with the grocery store coffees. You, you want to know why we're done with the grocery store coffees? Tell me why. Because they're all made by the same dang company. <laughs> Seattle's Best Coffee mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. I don't know whenever it was. They're from. They were around from the 70s. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. They and had. So, they originally were an ice cream shop and yeah. and um, and they roasted their beans in a peanut roaster. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. fantastic. I like love a, origin they stories. They were here in Seattle, and they yep. they had the disclaimer: the world's best cup of coffee. And then mm-hmm. they got bought in 2000-something mm-hmm. by Starbucks. Yep, just because Starbucks So now they're a everything. Starbucks sub- subsidiary. Well, and because I was looking at like the, the nonprofit things they do and charity things, it's essentially all of Starbucks things. Right. So And so I think, I, th- I mean, I, I get it. I get that that's, this yeah. is how industry works and everything, but... It's just a little ridiculous. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting that it's it's a different package, but you look on the back and it's, you know, roasted by roasted Starbucks. Roasted by Starbucks. Yeah, so it's all the by same. Starbucks. So it's all the same. So with that being said, this will be hopefully our last grocery store coffee. And then we're going to start getting into some more local or boutique style roasters. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm so, super excited. Yeah, we're super excited we about cool that. we some cool things in the works. We can get some like artisan coffees. We get some people that are, are in the system from start to finish. Mm-hmm. They they source their beans, they roast their beans, they package their beans, they, they distribute their beans, and it's them. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like what Seattle's Best used to be, what Starbucks right. used to be. We still have those companies there. So I'm excited. But with that being said, Starbucks, hit or miss. They say that they're like 99% ethically sourced now on their okay. coffee beans. Uh-huh. But then there's a big controversy because they aren't fair trade certified. But then the oh. fair trade organization that certifies you is kind of... It's kind of sketchy. Hit, kind of ske- like kind yeah. of hit or miss, you know, on whether they're actually doing what they're supposed to do. Right. So this is big back and forth on whether these big corporations are good or not. So I'm going to give the taste, though, low on the it score. It was not my favorite. It's not bad by it's any not, means. It's not bad. It's not, like, it's not super bitter. And again, we're using whole bean, filtered water, yeah. you know, right I temperature, right temperature on the um, kettle. Right. So everything like that. And so, yeah, I'll give it a three. Yeah. I'll give it a, 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 a maybe a three a minus. Solid, I think it's a solid three. Like a three minus. A, a C, a C, C. 
I love that you keep creating new... Yeah. You have no idea how much that irritates me. I know. Me. I'm, I'm just going to say it right now. Sometimes I am not okay with the way I have to create a graphic, so... <laughs> and price. Price was the, the cheapest coffee there, except oh, for yeah, like one other, right? It was like five bucks or four bucks for a 12-ounce bag. You're, yeah, if you're going to... If you're looking for a cheap option, yeah, bam, like CL's Best seems like to be a good a good way to do it. But yeah. as far as like... So I'll give that one like a B plus. Because sometimes the cheapest thing, you want to spend a little extra money for the value, right? So right. like the price for the value on this one is, mm-hmm. is, is just is what it is. It's a super cheap coffee, but it's not great. So I'm going to give it a B plus on that. Um, <laughs> do you do that because sustain- it bugs me? The sustainability. Do you do that because it bugs me? A little me? bit. Okay. Sustainability um, on this. I'm going to give them an A minus because we don't know if we believe Starbucks or we believe these fair trade organization people. So we'll give them an A minus on that because it sounds like they're actually putting a lot of steps forward to be sustainable, to be ethically sourced, to right. treat their employees well with high pay. You know, well, but there's articles on both ends of that. Yeah, but there's bar- so, that's so we hard can't give them an A. We we'll haven't give them, We'll give them an A like, minus. We'll give, them the, yeah, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And yeah. what was the other? Oh, logo. I'm not, the logo's fine. The logo's fine. It wasn't anything I special. I like the original logo. It, Did you see that one? Like yeah. their original? Yeah. I like that one. If they came out with a retro 70s logo, yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be cool. But then they, they made it just... The mo- it's pretty generic. Yeah. I'll give it I'm C, not C plus. Yeah. B minus. Like, I'll give it a B minus. So oh no. where are we at now? I, I, I those this, things don't I add give this up. coffee a B minus. All around B minus. Okay. Well, I'm making the graphic into a three because that's where I'm at. All right. Whatever you want to do. So anyway, <laughs> next time we're going to be talking about um, some more local or artisan or small company coffees. Yeah. So hopefully no more Starbucks ever again I know, we're essentially doing different brands of we're gonna starbucks. still drink starbucks coffee once in a while but we're we're branching out now that we realized every single package of coffee that we've bought in the last like, 10 years is owned by starbucks right we're branching out we're gonna give you guys some some hopefully some good reviews of some coffees you can buy online or locally if you're mm-hmm. here with us in utah if not you probably buy all these online and uh and we'll see how they taste and how they stack up to the well, big dogs and i love i love um Nonprofit things that folks do. So I'm specifically seeking out ones that have a nonprofit or a benefit to a certain group of folks because I okay. love that. And if you have a coffee company and you want us to review your coffee, just drop us a line um, on email and we'll buy your coffee. We've bought all our coffee. We haven't been. Yeah, we no haven't been given, given coffee. any coffee. And so. I, I think we might stick with that. Yeah, I kind of like that we purchased it because then we're like, oh, it's a five and an A plus and you feel bad. I think we might just buy our coffee. It's transparent. Yeah, it's super transparent. transparent So let's make a a note. We're going to buy our coffee. Mm -hmm. So if you want us to review your coffee, drop us a line and we'll purchase your coffee Mm -hmm. so we can can review it, honestly. Yes. All right, cool. Let's Let's get back to television. Let's get back into the action plan of television. TV. Let's hope you make the most of it, my boy. So we're going to go through this pretty pretty quickly. Because it's essentially just saying, turn your TV off. Not No, oh. it's not. Oh, sorry. So, um, well, I mean, I guess so. But one hour of television a day or one movie a week. I'm going to make it real solid and obje- objective. Okay. Okay. So uh, one hour a day or one movie a week. Wait, and so either or, but can I watch? That's like one, to, one movie is only two hours. Yeah, so... Whether you know it or not, you are watching news and all of that as you go along with your day. Uh, okay. I am fine with that if it's like short stints, but the problem is, is like, well, I'm going to watch a movie today, but I'm not going to watch TV tomorrow. And then you end up watching TV tomorrow anyway. Okay. And it like catastrophically creates its own So how monster. about we say one show? One show? Okay. Because sometimes they're half hour, but sometimes they're like an hour or 40 something minutes. Okay. So let's make our habit because we're going to do this too because we are we not are. good. So 
we're doing this right now. Yep. One TV show a day. Yeah. Or you can save all your TV shows for the week and watch a big movie. Yeah. All right. That means no TV shows for the week. Your brain is going to be really upset with you. Which is good. Okay. That's right. good. Um, have other activities and goals ready to roll. Have books, have crafts, have things. And and I, as a mom, love to prep these things out. Like when we do the summer bucket list, right? I like to prep it out because I am not good at thinking on my feet when everybody's freaking out. Okay. So I think having that just ready to roll. Um, be intentional with your viewership when you do. Okay. So don't, don't surf it to be like, I am watching Thor Ragnarok right now. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Um, cause I really like that show. That's a good show. Yeah. And, um, do three things before you watch television. Now this is my favorite thing. So you need to clean up one room okay. in your, in your home. Okay. You need to read your kid a story or read a short story of some kind Okay. or a poem, um, and do 20 pushups Holy or cow. something equivalent. Okay, so you're essentially getting a little taste of the other habits. Yes. Before you indulge. So, and this the, is like TV is like your dessert. You got to eat your entree with your mm -hmm. vegetables and drink your cup of water before you get your dessert. Yes, All and right. and that has been shown just doing three things, and and you can change them. This is just probably what I'm going to do. Right. But but three, if you do three things ahead of time before watching television, you watch significantly less television. Okay. Significantly. So, all right. Yeah. So so we're going to do that. And then take away your television. So take it away from your main uh, family areas, main rooms, out of bedrooms. You should never have a television in your bedroom. Okay. Ever. And I stand behind that completely, even if you watch five hours a day, don't have it in your bedroom. Okay. Okay. And then, um, and you want to make it uh, less accessible. So um, like... Our couches are downstairs in the movie room. If we want to relax, we have to go downstairs. Which is away from our kitchen, the view of our kitchen. Yeah. So it's it's really, you want to make it where you're sitting on uncomfortable chairs if you're watching it on your computer, okay. um, out of your bedroom. What if you had a, a specific room just for television that is not for like family time? That's not next to your, your table Like our you theater eat. room? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's totally fine. You just... Because a lot of people aren't going to want to get rid of their 65-inch TV that sure. they enjoy movies on, right? Right. Of course so. not. So you just want to move it away from it or at least make it where you have to maybe plug your TV back in every single time you want to watch a show. Okay. You're trying to make this where you have to set yourself up to for to be more inconvenienced right. to watch a show because then you're more deliberate. Okay. If I'm going to watch Thor, I'm going to watch Thor but and I'm going to be uh, determined to plug in my um, TV right or whatever else okay but regardless just get your you're about 21 days you're about a month of this and it'll turn into habit and then you don't have to be that conscious of it anymore yeah and then okay. it's just a normal thing all right yep so the the action plan yep we need to watch less well, one show one show a day and or, statistically speaking it's one hour a day or one movie a week right or one movie a week but and that, we're gonna go with one show and that's it we need to do three activities before we turn on the TV. Yep. So like you said, like read a, read a real quick book to your kids or a short story for yourself. Clean a uh, room. Clean a room. Probably the room you're going to watch TV in. And or then push-ups or, push or something active. Push-ups or something active, some yep. jumping jacks, whatever you can do. Go walk around your house. Yep. And then the last one is make TV inconvenient, whether that's taking your TV to a different room or unplugging it when you're done or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Just make it inconvenient so you don't turn it on because it's it's background noise and you're used to it. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So go out there and get this stuff done. Stop watching your TV. And it's not that TV's bad for you. It's not bad it's for you It's just taking away from the other stuff that'll push you towards the goals that you want to achieve. Yep. All right. Build better you. Thank you, guys.